Welcome to the Cardboard Crashcast, episode six. What makes a good LGS? I think we all know what I'm talking about here. I'm your host, Ethan. I'm here with Christos, Will, Anthony, Adam. I'll say hi really quick. How you doing tonight? How you doing? Good, good. Hello. 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 So how come we decided to come here instead, instead of going to the our local game store? You asked me a question earlier. What was it? If we had events over there, would I have gone? Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was like, we were trying to decide what to do tonight if we were going to go to the store or if we were going to play here. And you were like, I think we should just do it here because there's no real difference and they close early, etc. I was like, well, what if they were running an event? He's, and you, without hesitation, you were like, oh, I, we would go there 100%. It wouldn't have even had to be in a, like a commander event because we we usually play commander ninety percent of the time. I mean, we drafted last week, but it 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 could have been a sealed. It could have been a limited. I don't care what type of event. I would have made. I I would build a standard deck if that place had events, especially if they were flexible for like different nights of the week. I just feel like because we can't find them anywhere around us, it just makes more sense to just stay in. Which I guess is kind of like a, a problem since maybe 2020. But when's the last time, Will, that you've been to a LGS? To an LGS for an event? For an event? Um, maybe not that long ago. Not that long ago. I would say Brothers uh, a Dominaria remastered. But how about for Standard? I haven't played Standard since To Fairy Hero Dominaria was relevant. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so is it just because of the lack of events, or because you fell off in standard? I think I fell off in standard, and then the lack of the the uh, that's when it shifted, and they started making standard an optional event for FNMs, and people started going more for draft. Okay, so I think a lot of our viewers probably we should probably start at the beginning here, and I almost want to say that Adam might not have a complete understanding of it as well, so it might be helpful here. What was FNM? Friday Night Magic, you show up at, like about an hour before the event started, hang out with your friends, and then sit down and play standard. Mm-hmm. And it was usually like 30 players cut to top with price support. Okay. It's usually a $5 buy-in. Dude, you said one hour? I'd get there like... I'd stay there the whole day sometimes. Well, us, just, us, just, uh, us elders that had to work oh, for the oh, day. 100%. Listen, I was in college when I first got like heavy into playing standard in like high school, college. And I would show up like if the, if the store opened at noon, I'd be there at noon. And, I, and I'd, along with like six of my friends. And we we're yeah. just all sitting there playing whatever. But it, it would always be standard. No. Uh, not always. No. Okay. Not always. Like Especially back then because like modern was... I don't want to say it was easy to get into, but everybody had a modern deck because everything that rotated, you just were like, okay, well, now it's modern. You yeah. just use it. Mm-hmm. And Commander is easy to build because you just play with garbage. You just, it doesn't matter what you have. It's just you play with whatever you got. So we all had Commander. We all had Modern. We all had Standard. And then we could always fire off a draft if we have enough people because that's just how stores used to be. You just go in with because there's that many people in a store. Yeah, mm-hmm. When I started playing organized play, like tournament-based, it was type one or type two. 
There was no name for standard, no modern. Oh, wow. Because yeah. you yeah. said you got in a, like during Ice Age. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was like, I think during Odyssey that it was like type one, type two was like the main things in our stores back in Florida. Okay. Yeah. And all the way up to nowadays, I think Anthony and Adam's last pre-release events were for Commander Masters? Well, it wasn't pre-release, but it was just the release. Okay. But we did draft, so it wasn't a pre-release kit or anything. Was that on a Friday night? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think they actually consider it Friday Night Magic anymore. I don't, I want to say that that's just like a colloquial term now. That's not like an official WPN term. It is a colloquial term, but they are trying to bring it back, especially with like the popularity of what's his name, uh, Post Malone. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely was trying to bring more attention to the Friday Night Magic. Do you think a store needs to have events? Yes. 100%, 100%, yes. Well, you know, financially, that they just can't really work off of selling singles in, in, in boxes. Like, it kind of just doesn't make too much Definitely money. not sealed. Yeah. Like, Definitely not sealed. I mean, I feel like if I'm a store, I'm like, I need to open some product because the singles are probably worth... I'd, I'd rather gamble and open a box and, like, hope to open the box and then selling all the packs... Instead of just make a few dollars off the box? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, it is interesting. I, I mean, obviously, I don't own a store, but thinking to myself, I, I know that most of the people that I play with would rather buy singles out of a case than, oh, man, let me get that Brothers War pack and let me hope to God to get, you know, whatever, the Urza that I want. It's like, I mean, like we said in previous podcasts, they don't have product on hand like that for, like, sealed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of our game stores around us just specifically sell set boosters and collector boosters, and they don't even have the draft, like, ready to go for anybody. I don't know if a person walking into our local game store right around all of us would even be able to be taught how to draft. I don't I don't know if they even have that capacity. On Arena. Wait, you're saying like if we showed up? <laughs> if, if a new player showed up at our game store, I don't know if they'd even under like ever know what that is. Listen, you're supposed to learn everything from Arena now, okay? <laughs> Stop relying on your LGS. <laughs> it's called you have Arena to rely GS. On LGS, though. Arena GS. All right. Me and Will and Anthony to some to some degree. I know Anthony. You you play at many other stores like not around here because you were in the military, right? But I mean, even Will. I mean, you 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 were in Florida, so yeah. like. What makes a good game store, in my opinion, you guys, I guess, can give your own takes, but just, like, having a sense of community at that store. Like, sometimes when you go to a store, you're kind of married to it. Like, you don't go to other stores unless you have, a, like, an event or a reason to go there. They're doing some giveaway or some something like that. And I feel like now, like, the fact that we stayed here tonight, I think, makes it speaks volumes to, I don't feel married to that store. Right. To be honest, I don't feel married to any store. Not even the ones I used to go to. Yeah, like, I walk in, I don't recognize anybody other than the owner. Yeah, I think two things that bring people back, at least for me, was uh, uh, kind of like a relationship with the owner or, you know, the person that's at the front desk. And then, obviously, the people that go there consistently. Like, it's like, that's what brings you back. I know Wizards have been trying to push for community lately. I feel like that's a really hot topic or hot button topic is community because everybody's starting to see past all of that and uh, their forced revival of standard recently has kind of been getting people to look past their altruistic values they might have used to have. I don't know what changed, 
but I feel like it, there, there's definitely less community, ne- less natural community nowadays than there used to be. It feels sort of forced. What do you mean by Because like, I, I obviously came back, so like, what did they do to try to revive it? Why did, how did it die in the first place? COVID. I don't know. Maybe. That's, it feels like that, because like, obviously I joined and started playing the game after COVID or during COVID, right? And like, I understand that a lot of people went to game stores and there was the community, but I feel like just people not going to the game stores for so long, just like, and people playing standard online uh, with Arena or they're playing MTGO or they're just casually playing with their friends, maybe like at someone's house instead of going out in public. I just feel like that's where, alongside all the other problems with prices uh, probably increasing and uh, set boxes and collector boxes like I don't know I just feel there was a ton of factors into it but once it happened people were away for so long they just kind of didn't feel the need to go back I'm curious um because well uh, do you remember like when we used to play standard how like uh, like the top tier decks let's say like the top eight decks mm-hmm. that were in a format those were usually expensive right yeah, to build. I, yeah, be- between three to five, if sure. you wanted a foil or not, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, they were usually top tier, but a lot of the players that were running them, that were on the, especially on the younger side, they traded to that. And that's something that the, 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 the game is lacking, is the trading aspect of MTG. Right. You know, like the yeah. TG, the T. <laughs> that was like literally the first thing I would do when I got to the LGS back in the day is like. Do some get, trades. Yeah, trades. I'd get there early. Yeah. I'd talk to people. Trades right there in my hand. Trades? Trades. Yeah. You trades. got you got your binder on you? Yeah. yeah. Binder. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. That's You're it. like, oh, Will, Will's here? Will's always got a good when, binder. When you have yeah. more binders than decks. Like, you know, yeah. now, now it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah. Like You no said much. you used to have a binder that was like. These are my, this is my trade binder, yeah. and this is my, you get to look, but not touch. Correct. Binder. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, it's the flex I still, binder. I still have that flex your, binder. Your yeah. flex yeah. binder. Yeah, That's I still right. have my flex binder. Moxes and oh, yeah. <laughs> lion's eye diamonds. <laughs> I, I remember, like, sitting at a table, I was like, oh, let me see your binder, and I pull, I pull them both out, and I only hand him one, and he goes, what about that one? I'm like, you don't get to look at that, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know you like that yet. Yeah, we're not on that level. <laughs> when was the last time you traded? A card for a different card. Um, it was actually not too long ago for me. At least a year for sure. A year is not that long ago for trading. Compared, comparatively to like what's going on now, like a lot of people just don't trade at all. Mm-hmm. How about you, Anthony? Ugh, it had to be the last time I played standard. So a long time ago. Yeah. It's just everything is accessible. It's I don't think I've ever traded yeah. for a card. <laughs> you can just go buy it. Like that's the thing now, or at least for me I mean, in my I, mind. I, I traded for a guy's cradle. So. It's accessibility. That's that's what it is. You know, well, that's a, a fine trade, really. <laughs> I think it makes more sense though. That was if my last trade. You have a community of people that you're seeing every week, and you're opening boxes and playing standard, and you're you're drafting. Like it makes more sense to be like, you know, I'll just do a quick trade. Like I'm here all the time, but. I feel like obviously the less community there is, it's more like the odds of me going there and getting the card because there's only a few people playing. A one box is being over. You're just like I'm just gonna go buy the singles I need. End of story. Yeah, and I th- I think that like this the lack of sealed to your point and the push in buying singles, like you don't need to trade. You just go buy the singles because the cards are relatively cheaper now. And that's what mm-hmm. actually that's the whole reason I asked you in the first place. Well, like. You remember how the decks used to be more expensive, mm-hmm. so you'd have to trade. You'd have to trade or open a box because it's it was cheaper to open a box of Dragon's Mace to hope to get the Voice of Resurgence than to be like, hey, dude, can you find eighty dollars worth of stuff in my binder to trade for your one voice? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it was. It's like I'd rather just go buy a box and 
Test my luck. Gamble. Well, I guess if we're looking really far back then, LGSs were the ones that set the prices for cards before all of these like secondary markets online and everything. Do you think that the prevalence of just being able to easily purchase these cards online for like, and because of the online marketplaces, you always want to be lowering the prices and, you know, hitting the bottom in order to like dump your cards. Do you think that being able to find these low prices online is hurting LGSs because you don't go in there for your list of cards anymore? Or does it really matter? I don't think it, I don't think it matters. The point of buy, buying online has always been a thing. eBay was always there. Buying online has always been a thing. But the thing is, you bought it online to then go to your LGS to play. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't buying online to go to their LGS to play, especially with like spell table or online like Zoom style gaming formats. People are buying their cards to then play at their house alone. There is no community in there. I mean, there's a community that you may may cultivate on, like, a Discord or what have you. It's not the same. It's not the same. You know, to uh, something you said earlier, Adam, having that community at a store, like, if I see Will enough, like, I'm going to take a loss on a trade because Will's my homie, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I'm like, yeah, dude, you can have that card because I know that he's going to get me eventually, right? Yeah. Because that's just, and and that's the sense of community, I feel like, because of what, I mean, many factors, right? Arena, coupled with COVID, coupled with... This whole death of standard apparently, um, and and then on top of that, the 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 set boosters and all these changes. I feel like it just pushed everyone away from sealed towards singles, and then now standard's gone. It's like it's like kind of the perfect storm of just like yeah, it's gone. Well, Adam said before, the only advice financially that you get online anymore is do not buy sealed. Zero there's, there's no reason to do it anymore because nobody does anything with it. There's no, there's no activities with it anymore. You're okay. sitting, you're sitting on a stack of cards on top of cards on top of cards. Mm-hmm. Well, look around us. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have a. I, yeah, I have a little bit of a reason to do it. But somebody with just, just a, the game in mind only, just sitting on all those cards. I, you don't want to end up like that if you don't have the community to go. And RLGS doesn't even take bulk. They it, don't. They don't take bulk. They don't. Price out your cards unless they're over a certain, I, want, I don't know, $10. Or... Unless they're worthy of being in the case, they don't even take... Which, what, which well, hold on, that case already? <laughs> but, but even then, they don't put the good cards in the case. Exactly. No, 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 let Adam. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, they don't. Like, you go there and you're like, you see a really, like, decent card, and you're like, why is this, like, 13-cent card sitting in the case? Why? Not He's not exaggerating. We, we, like, looked at some of the cards, they were, like, less than 15 cents. Yeah, and th- and then you look at like, oh, can we see like the cards that aren't in the case? And then every once in a while, it's like, yeah, maybe you can look at them, or oh, we don't have anything. It's like you look at it and you're like, whoa, what's this twenty dollar card doing here? What? Wh- wh- huh? Like, why do you have a gilded Drake here? Right. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so our LGS has two cases of magic cards, two or three cases of magic cards, small ones hanging on the wall. They also have a single four row BCW box full of other garbage and nothing else. Yeah. They have sealed product. They don't have any events for the sealed product. They can't run sanctioned events because they're not a WPN store. And they don't really have a play space or any amount of employees to run those invet- events. So I feel like they're lacking on every front. I feel like it's kind of unique to them, this issue. Like all, basically most of what you just said, I think is unique to them. Mm-hmm. But like some of it isn't. 
And I think that's the problem. We can't find standard events. We can't find draft events. And when I walk into a store, even if, even like, so me and Anthony go to this weekly tournament for Commander on Fridays. And yeah, we know those people, but like, we're not like a part of their community. We're just like the guys that show up. We don't mingle with them. They don't mingle with us. We're just faces. And the, the people that work the shop, they don't make an effort to get to know us, to like create a rapport with us or anything. It's just like, we're just, uh, you know, a, a number in a tournament. And it's like, man, just make sure that you log in on the app and type in the code and make sure you're part of the thing before you leave. So that, that way they can get their WPN credit. We're just part of the tournament. I mean, it was just kind of a place to sit and have a space to play a and put your cards down. Event. Yeah. The, the LGS that I was part of, the community that I was part of back in Florida, it got to the point that we would do with the owner after our special events with the owner so he could join in with us drafting opening up the new commander products and just sleeping them up and going it was the best kind of community you would want to have in lgs he was always there for you and for the community which Mm -hmm. was amazing but you all understood i'm sure he was still a business owner first and foremost first and foremost yes. yeah i i also understand that people probably have a shaded view of that where they have to get that people they, these people need to make money off of these events in and you need to pay for them and maybe even pay for the table space if they don't have events in order for the place to even be running i don't want to give to a place that doesn't do anything to give back just for me uh i was uh, i really like standard and i think that format is what gave me a sense of community because like after a game or the rounds that really didn't take too long you never really played a time unless you were playing control drool deck but um uh it, it most of the time you would you know after the game you'd probably talk to the guy either won or lost to and talk about the deck talk about anything really and that's i think that's where i got my sense of community is like just talking to people that you won or lost to or maybe maybe you have a friend that just won their game or lost their game and then you just just talk even with Commander or where we, where we go to play Commander, I feel like it's not there. It's just you play your round, you go home. <laughs> like I, I, was, I was playing against some guy, and after the game, because he had never seen the, like what, what I was running in Standard, he was like, can I see your deck? That does not happen now mm-hmm. in, in Commander world because they're like, especially in like, let's not even talk about like the Rule Zero situation where like, I, you know, if I show up to a store and I say I have a seven and like, Everyone has, you know, a seven. this kid's wearing playing a precon. This kid's playing like what he thinks is a seven, but it's like a zero. And like I just like stomp them and I leave. Like they're not gonna want to talk to me. And even when I play like our like our budget decks, like you know, that's the same situation happens. But the point is that sense of community, that sense of like it's like an easy conversation to have because like in standard, everyone knows like what the what's in standard. You know what the blocks or the sets that are in standard. So you're like, oh, you're using that card. I've never seen anybody use that card. Can I like can I take a look at it? But with Commander, I don't think you have that because, like, the mystique of, like, operating within, like, a, a restriction is not there because there is no restriction. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel there's plenty of people, and I'm myself included, where I'm like, whoa, I've never seen that. Because you have a bigger pool of cards where it's pretty much inevitable. You're going to run into a card if you're a newer player where you're like, what is that? And then someone could explain it to you, like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I feel when you're playing Commander, at least for me... There's always still new stuff to look at and be like, oh, I could make a deck with that. Like, I think there's plenty of possibilities, but it's very open-ended. It's not, like, as structured as, like, standard or other 60-card formats. You have a smaller pool of cards to work with, whatnot. I don't know. But I I feel Commander gives you that opportunity. I think that it's nice when you're sitting at a Commander table and you're like, wow, I've never seen that before. But I feel like 
those people aren't going to want to be like, Hey man, can I like look at that or whatever? I, I don't get that very often. I, I always, I hear people say like, Oh, I've never seen that car before, but they'll never be like, I can I look at, I take a look at it. They usually ask to read Let me it, snap maybe. a photo or something. I, I, I feel like that used to happen more often, but I'm, well, I guess my, um, I don't want to say it's an argument, but my comment really is like in standard, when you see somebody's running a rally of the war leader in a deck, you're like, how are you doing that? <laughs> like, what are you doing to make that happen? It's more interesting because you're you're operating in a restriction. But like, when you see a rally of the war leader in commander, you're like, okay, cool, you got there. You get six mana. It's like possible. Yeah, you just play your big yeah. splashy spells. The absence of the the variety in formats is pretty rough. The command, like when you lose in commander, or maybe I just notice it when like people lose maybe or they didn't get to do what they wanted to do. It may not they might not have had fun. But I feel like in sixty card one v one. Whether you lose or win, it's just like, oh, you know, it's you never really salty, maybe, but it's just like, I, I didn't get there or whatever, this and that. And uh, I don't know. I, I always liked talking after a 60 card game. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, my deck's supposed to do this, my deck's supposed to do that. And I feel like Arena is really missing that. I feel like you should be a, You should be able to talk against your opponent. I, I understand that people like would yes. say that you can get toxic in there, but I think the game is toxic because you can't talk. Yeah. Because people spam emotes and everything like that. But I would love to, like, sometimes talk to a person that I lost to or whatever after a game. Or, like, oh, I've never seen that deck, whatever. You know, just, I, I feel like Arena really needs that, too. We are in the digital age. Can Arena replace old LGS events? That's hard to say. It, 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 it would need a lot of change. Let's well, say it well, changed. The, the, the difference is that Arena is multi, like, it's multinational, multi, like, when an event happens, you're playing, you're not playing against a local pool. Right. There is, there used to be, like when Arena first started, there was local tournaments on Arena. Were there? Yes, there was. Like your LGS could host it. Yeah, your LGS could host. Oh. They don't do that anymore. That was early. Arena. That was early. It was Arena. very early, yeah. But it was it was great because like, I hey, didn't know that. Yeah, especially like in Florida. Hey, there's a hurricane potentially, but we're still going to run this uh, standard event. Here's the code. Everybody join in. It was great. That's pretty cool. But it was a community. Mm-hmm. Local. And you would probably be able to know who was who. Yeah. If you've seen them before, their usernames are probably similar. And you're also texting each other right. at the same time. You know, cause this is before Discord. Discord wasn't a thing. So yeah. you're texting each other. It's like, yo, what's your what's your username? Cool. Discord. Now I know who you are. I just feel a lot of these things come into play because over time, the way that people communicate with technology has just gotten easier to communicate with people. Like you're saying, you can go all, all over the country or over the world um, to play with different types of people and the ease of access of just going on and online and playing. If you're a new player, you're going to jump on to and be more accustomed to playing digital. So you're going to do um, arena, maybe not as much paper. And I just feel like that's just kind of what causes the community to go down. And I feel like it's just an issue in general. Like you could be more broad and say people nowadays aren't as social. That's not completely true, but I feel like generally it kind of is with just people being on their phones more often and yeah I'll like jump online and talk to you over discord or something rather than coming in person and hanging out and i feel like that's also that was strengthened i guess with covid which i feel is kind of when there was a lot of downfall with in-person events in general not just magic you're talking about how like it feels more competitive in standard uh when we were playing standard in person right versus playing commander in person um, at an LGS for like an FNM event in quotations FNM, uh, and I feel like in standard it's like there's less salt because we're both just trying to win. Yeah. In commander we go to a free event to hang out 
but yet everybody's salty and aggressive and all aggressive. the time. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of like if we rule zero and like me, Will, Anthony, and Adam all say we're playing like thirty infinites in our decks and like that's it. As soon as somebody pops off, like it, I don't know, it just seems it's so odd. It's so odd that like we're, we play standard, we're playing super sweaty, hyper competitive, trying to win, and even still after the game, you're like. Man, let me take a look at that deck. I know you just whooped me, but like, let me just take a look at it. Uh, and like, or just, we just talk about like, oh, that's why this card's good. That's why this card's good. And like, oh, I use this to do this. So like, the, just the, exchanging knowledge. The, well, yeah, the talking is like, and they'll look at the, hey, you should run this in your deck. It'll work really well. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things about playing in person, especially standard sixty card, those is putting your opponent on tilt. Something you don't get to do anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, like the difference because between it's, it's in person being really aggressive with like a game of chess against one other person versus being really aggressive in a game of uno with your three family members yeah it's just i i go into these chess games i go into standard knowing that they're going to give it their all and showing up to you know your lgs one time out of out of forever since you haven't even built a community and everybody is acting a certain way is is unfortunate this is just my opinion on why why i get frustrated if i lose a commander game it's not because i lose because i know in a cc card game if i lose i lose right i I did what i could i made the best decisions i could but in commander it's a bit different because i could have billy joe next to me and he's just counter spelling you know soul ring uh on turn seven just because right so he's just yeah you know they could just make the wrong decisions and i'm you know they could have made better decisions so that guy didn't win. Now, king-making. Right, exactly. It's just king-making. And just, like, I'm not saying I, I'm, like, mad because I necessarily lost, but that guy didn't have to win so easily, right? So it's just I did all I could, but there's nothing I could do. I think that just comes with the structure of the format. When you're playing 60-card, it's more consistent. You kind of have a better idea of what people are playing. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not going to get as frustrated because you're, like, you kind of know what they're doing. With a singleton format like Commander, your 100 cards, they could play something random. I just want to say, I was like, there's no greater feeling when uh, you lose uh, like your first like match uh, in a 60 card and you go for that sideboard and you know you're about to rip their, <laughs> their deck apart. Oh, because yeah. like you, your whole sideboard, half your sideboard is just built to like destroy whatever they're running. And well, one of my favorite things, like the commu- especially the community bases, um, is it, where I was in Florida, there was three main like competitive local shops three of them mm-hmm. and they were spread out a good amount but you could always go to one or the other call hey i need help for this for an rtq a ptq anything like that and grind yeah i think it's a really important subject for us to talk about what we liked about our lgs's back then and sort of build what we think would be Perfect ideal are a perfect LGS. Uh, really quick. So I want to thank all of our patrons. I want to also thank Star and Ryan. Star's our editor. Ryan is the one making the music that you heard at the beginning and at the end. Thank you very much, Star. Go ahead and throw something up on screen. Big ups, Star, bro. <laughs> if you want to join our Patreon, if you like us, go ahead and check that out at cardboardcrashcourse.com or buy something from the shop. It either helps a lot. But if you had to pick one thing... Christos, yes. that we are missing from our local game store that would build a better LGS, what, what would it be? They have th- something that they could do to bring in a community, maybe? I'm actually thinking about it from Watsi's position, because I feel like it's 
I don't know if it's necessarily the LGS's okay. issue. I think it might be Watsy's issue more so because they rely heavily on the LGS. I think it's Watsy's problem. And I think it's Watsy's problem because of a, of Arena basically segregating this, like, not even segregating, like, isolating standard into into Arena only. And if that's the case, like, at least give give us the, the, the thing that they used to do with, like, let the LGS run a local there or something. Like, let us play our decks online. Let our, like, give us, like, easier access to build our decks online. I think that's one thing that really hurts me in, in even, like, my incentive to play standard on, on Arena, minus all the baloney with, like, some stuff being rigged or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, I... I could go and pl- like go look up a top three deck in standard and buy the singles and play the deck in person for relatively cheaper now than it was probably like ten years ago when we were playing with me and Will and even when Anthony was playing. I can't do that in arena. I have to like grind for packs with a garbage deck against decks that are like playing four of Shieldred. I'm not gonna do that. So like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, like I feel like. Or, just or, net or you could buy you could buy the gems and then <laughs> buy the packs. You can yeah. just net deck straight to the top. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no local. But I, regardless, no, of, regardless, no meta. regardless of what what the net decking, blah 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 blah. It's like I cannot play this precon or like whatever garbage I'm given in packs against these top tier decks, even when I'm grinding ranked. Right. If that's the case, I think that what I would want them to do. To, to make a fix for LGSs is like let them do some sanctioned events on Arena for the event. You can just build a deck out of all the cards that are in standard. You can build the deck for the event, and after the and it doesn't like go into your collection or anything. But you it's can like play a event. and and all the proceeds go to the store or a portion of them or whatever. And then there's payout virtually on Arena. I feel like that'd be very good and healthy for creating a community because like if you want to have the kids show up and play like all everyone sits around these tables and just like on their phones i mean it's not that, it's nothing different like that they normally would we go to lgs's everyone's just staring at their phones anyways it happens i feel like i don't know if it would bring people to like a community to the lgs store it might bring people to lgs if they did something like um i know with pokemon when i played the pokemon online um, you get the codes for the packs, right? Each pack you get or each thing you get or whatever. And I feel like, I feel like Magic knows this, but they get too much, too, too much free money off of Arena. What I love about what Pokemon does is, I don't know if you guys know this, but Pokemon have, has their own play network. Um, I don't think it's called PPN. It's something else, Pokemon Play or something like that. So yeah. the tournaments that they run in local game stores, which they still run, Pokemon provides packs for the LGS. These aren't specific promo cards. What they are are packs that include different randomized promo cards in them and not just garbage, you know, colorful, full art. It's actual cards that that Pokemon tournament players would want to see. So right now, a a very popular card in... uh, in Pokemon, in the Pokemon Standard meta, is Hisuian Heavy Ball. You would never know that if you're just getting into the game. No one's gonna care. But it's a very common card, which are like four ofs in every deck that's given out as prizes within this pack. So it's tailored to the competitive players. It would be like giving four of some comment, like raise the effigy is a very common, you know, pioneer staple. It might even be a, mo- uh, a standard, you know, red deck staple right now. 
you would never know that just going into Magic, but it could be in this randomized, specific to the tournament players, you know, five card pack that you just get these raise the effigies. And you know, as a tournament player, maybe they're not like totally value, you know, city, but they took care to realize what the players are using, what the players care about, and are giving back specifically that to the players, not just the codes, but these packs. And then also they know these packs go for like 15 to 20 dollars each online so they're like five card packs specific to these formats so the worst you can do is go online and sell it for 10 to 20 bucks it's like a payout and also love towards the players i love what pokemon's doing right now tournament wise i feel like pokemon also has more trade space like so that you could trade those cards that you get from for your like your there's like the promo but like we have, we have no incentive to go like they, we have we have cards that are like, oh yeah, we're running this promotion. You guys are gonna show up. You get these cards. I, what did we get? Like a, a Hornet Queen one time, and, we, and then the yeah. other time we got like a Terastodon. And then the I think the best I've gotten so far <laughs> is like when we did the Doctor Who event, and or they like had like a they gave us us like some Doctor Who card. It's like Past in Flames, and yeah. I think Past in yeah. Flames is like. I don't know how expensive it is, it's, but I'd, it's a couple dollars, I think. But like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I would not drive thirty minutes to a shop just to show up for a Pass in Flames promo. So these Pokemon packs, had the the Mythic, which is essentially Mythics. I think it's called Secret Rare in Pokemon. The Secret Rares within these packs can be upwards of two hundred dollars. Like they're very good. You're you're going for the hits in these packs. It's Magic, not just... Magic used to have promo packs. They still do. They're just terrible. Like you, terrible. you get nothing. You get nothing. Like I wouldn't even mind if the value of it wasn't like that bad. I just like give me something cool. Give me. Are they tailored for the competitive players or are they just random? Guys? No, it's just random the trash pool. from I the have set. No idea what the pool is because it's 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 massive. It must be massive. Because the pool for Pokemon isn't the most current sets. Was it what it is? Is it's the entire standard pool cherry picked for exactly what people want of four ofs in their competitive decks. How does how does Pokemon work? Is it is it like like modern or is it like standard where there's like a rotation? There's both. There there is oh, a rotation. There's different formats. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's a rotation in Pokemon where um, they basically have different letters. They assign cards different letters. Oh, you told and they me about rotate this. Rotate the letters. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. So portions of, of like it's L set now, like or whatever. Yeah. Or, or like, like all the E's, D's, and G's are legal now, and and the R Q's and S's are. Are no. rotating out yeah, right. for now. It's interesting. interesting. Mm -hmm. Keeps it lively, at least. It would be like if Kaldheim, Shards of Alara, and Kaladesh block are legal now, and we're rotating out. That'd be wild. Those. That'd be like that'd be like. Uh, I, I guess I would just I would probably just call it wild I'd, as a format. I'd just be like, this is a wild format. So things pop stone. up and down. Hey, bro, listen. <laughs> That uh, is <laughs> that is not my. You should be doing this as. No, no, no. But, but. to to your to your point, I think that like, uh, and I'm I'm just gonna add it on to my idea. Uh, I think that like, what if they did my idea, but like as an incentive for you to show up in person? If you did want to do the arena event, cool. You still get the promo if you show up, or if you want to play in person, in person magic in paper, you get the promo. But that promo needs to be like something like like a collector's item or. Uh, they did uh, lotus uh, uh, petal. They did. We went to that, yeah. and it, it, it got us there. We got up there. nice and early on a Saturday <laughs> to go to the store. Uh, and, it, yeah, like when it, if, it's, if there's a good incentive there, I totally would rather go to a store with an incentive in mind. Um, but 
That still doesn't fix the community issue. Go ahead, Anthony. I just like make make uh like if you want to get the arena players outside their house, just make it like uh where you get the secret layer. You know, when you buy a secret layer, you can get the code and whatever you got in the secret layer or something like that, you get on arena. So oh, yeah. it's like so yeah. So if you have an event promo card, whatever the foil etched rampant growth we we're just talking about, <laughs> you can get that on uh, arena if you go to the event if you attend like oh here's your arena code take if you want to combine them sure right yeah. that's that's like uh, I, uh, if you want your arena promo cards go to the physical event i think that's a great way to, to well what what would you do to change lgs's for the better i mean one of the f- my favorite things that we used to do was there'd be like six of us and we all decided hey we want to draft how are we going to get two other people and literally the LGS would go on their Facebook and be like, hey, we got six players here. We want to pop off a draft. Who's in? And people start showing up. Those six would turn into 16 and we have a two pod draft. And it was amazing. And it was in, in a snap. That kind of like, oh, they're going to do an event? Random pop off of an event? It's great. So you think the effort just needs to be there? The effort needs to be there. From both sides. Both sides. LGS. Player and LGS. And it And Watsy. But the thing is, like, Watsi has to provide the product that they have to provide, the LGS has to provide to the players and to be able to do these events, and it's a full circle. This whole play booster thing is definitely in the right direction. With, yes. With the, again, old fogey, uh, totally. Uh, why do we have to go backwards to go forwards? It makes no sense. But uh, I, I, to speak on Will's, uh, Will's point, I think that, like, Stores used to feel like almost like the YMCA. It's like a place where you'd, like, gather. And hang out. And hang out. Like, you just go there to hang out. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I would just go there just to, like, play soccer at the Y. I would just go because I knew there was kids there playing. Or, like, we would word of mouth, like, at school, like, I'm going to the Y after. Are you going to go? Yeah, cool. And the same thing here. Like, we, I know, you know, I know Will's going to show up every Tuesday at the at the shop. So I, Or you could text me or call me and be like, sure. hey, are you going to the shop today? Yeah, exactly. No, but I can. You want to go? And I'll show up. Yeah. Or even, like, when shot, when, when we got shot, he was like, yeah, they were they're trying to pop off a... A draft this Friday, and uh, it got. I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go. It's, so, so are we overall? Are we overall negative on the on the health of the LGS in general in America right now? Not every LGS, because no. not every every yeah. LGS is cut from a cookie cutter. Every LGS brings in what the local community brings in, as well as what the owner is trying to do different. Every owner opens up a LGS to do something different that their LGS was lacking for them. Mm-hmm. That's what an LGS is. It's like a, a, someone that was like, I don't, I can't get this in my area. I'm going to open one to provide it to my area. So if I went to open one, what would each one of you want from me in order to make it the best experience personalized for you? Know our names. Yeah, I was about to okay. say like, know your just, names. just be personable. Like, showing, build, up build to, showing up to a place and like, the local game store that we have close by that we're kind of referencing that we're not the biggest fans of, you go in there, like we said before, no one's like specifically saying like, hey, what's up? They know your name. They're seeing what you're up to. I mean, maybe after a few weeks, we like, we're playing Commander every time. They're like, oh, we're back for Commander again. And like a small thank you here and there for like, thanks for coming in. But like, there wasn't that extra step. Um, some of the other game stores I've gone to, I actually did talk to like the owner the one time and he was talking to me and he even gave me a small deal it was like my because i went there for the march machine draft and it was my first draft and i was trying to learn some things and some people were helping me and i was 
he was like, yeah, you can actually do this to make yours better. Like, I don't think the way you're doing it right now is really good. You could actually make a really good night deck. And then I made that deck and it was doing well. And he checked up with me afterwards. And then I was like, mm, am I going to buy like a collector box? Like, am I going to do this impulse purchase? And the next thing you know, I was like talking to the owner and he was like, yeah, you know what? For you, I'll 10 bucks off or whatever. Like he later, like, he's like, yeah, you're new to the game. Like that experience instantly was like, wow, like these people here are actually like friendly and like people are excited to walk around. And like the one, the one kid next to me was like, Oh, like he wanted to watch me open the box and he's like, dude, I can't wait. Like, that's so like hype. That's so hype. Like, yeah, cause he yeah. couldn't afford something like that himself. It was mm-hmm. definitely, like I said, an impulse purchase. Like, yeah, whatever. And I let him open a couple packs and he was excited. And it was, it was cool. Like everyone was really nice and friendly. Um, and I just feel like that's the unfortunate thing is if maybe if you're a newer store, it's, it's much harder. Like if you're an established store that's been there for a long time and you have a big community, I think location as well. Yeah. Is, is super important. Like when we went to go get those Lotus petals, we were playing commander like we had to head out early but everywhere it was like packed there was tons of pods of people playing so i don't think it's completely dead it's just like some stores like the good the the good stores had things going good for them and the other stores just like completely died down and didn't have much going for them i think this needs to be said like we're not uh we're not shitting on like the local game store no we want the best we're trying to figure out what makes them good and what makes them lackluster I'm just, like, speaking to, like, the, our audience, like, your local game stores like this. We're just saying, like, we've experienced this a couple times, and we're currently experiencing it with our current store that we all met at, thankfully, mm-hmm. you know. If anything, it did create a community for us, but it didn't keep us there. And so we're this is more of a topic on, like, why are those communities, or why are those stores established, and how do you keep established? And then how do you, if you're a new store, do you do you attain such a thing? I think uh, first impressions will like just bring back people. And uh, I, me, I was very impressed at the store that we got the Lotus Petals from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a massive sealed inventory and a massive like singles inventory. They were, they found the tokens that you wanted. Yeah. Like, they 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 had everything. Like it, it, that, it just made me want to just stay there. Like I just wanted to be there uh, and just live there. Basically, is, is this the one that I'm thinking of? <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly, okay. yeah. That The game store owner of that one specifically, because I stopped going there for a while, because right. I was in a personal rut, whatever, Yeah, he personally messaged me on Facebook. He's like, hey, is everything okay? Mm. Are you good? I haven't seen you in a while. That's community. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's community. Yeah. So if you're opening a local game store, which if all things go the way I would love it to go, I'd like to open a game store of some kind, whether that be magic or otherwise someday. I know that it requires a lot of capital. I know that it requires a lot of work. I don't, I understand I, I'm not at the point where I fully get the level of work it would take. But walking into your store, you can't feel like a zombie and you can't make your players feel like they're not seen. You have to make it so you're opening the game store for them. Sure, it's a business first and foremost, but in order to run that business, you have to open your arms and teach people the game and teach people to enjoy being there. It's like returning customers to a restaurant. If you are opening a new restaurant, sure, you can make the food. You can put in the money to to hire cooks. But in order to truly get somebody to come back, the atmosphere and the personality and the service that you give them has to be memorable. And it has to be the the most sunken in aspect of that. I, I I think it's like the difference between like to keep up the, I guess, the, the restaurant theme, it's like it, 
if you're wanting to automate your game store, it's going to become like a McDonald's. Like people are going to be like, this place is like, just like, you know what you're going to expect every time, whatever. But if you want something that's like, I feel like welcome here when I go into this restaurant, like people know me by name. And I, I've been to, re- my, my parents and I, we go, we've been to restaurants that like, when we walk in, like they were like the, the, the host will remember our names and like, Oh yeah, you, you guys always sit over here. Like, take it to your table, whatever. Like you want that experience for your, for your, your customer base. You cannot automate a a game store. You cannot. Yeah. If if you try to, it's, it'll literally, it, it, it'll become a retail store. It'll feel like you're walking into like, like through like the, the perfume area and like those department stores where they're like all just trying to sell you stuff. And you're like, I don't want to be here, man. And there's nothing wrong with automating a game store, but if you're going to do that, keep it online. A hundred percent. And uh, and one thing that a game store should always have is employees that are knowledgeable about the products that they're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to sell products, if I go and ask, "Hey, this uh, board game, how does it run?" If that employee doesn't know, but you have someone in the store that does, whether it's a local player or whatever, hey, this guy plays them, he tests them out. I'm a bartender, and the way that I run things is if if somebody asks me about something up on the top shelf, and I know about it. I'm going to explain every little detail about it to them, and I'm going to make them want that item. If I don't know about it, but I know I've served it to the other patron at the other side of the bar, I'm going to say, you know, I've never tried it, but I'm going to introduce the other person and say, hey, this is John, for example, and, you know, he gets it every week that he comes in. You know, why don't you ask him? It's, it's, and you just created, about putting in the effort. And you just created a small little community that could right. expand. So, mm-hmm. and that's how magic always Same started. idea. When I was young, when I was like super young, I was like getting off the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh hype <laughs> and going into competitive magic. I built a quote-unquote competitive deck. It wasn't at all. And I went to a local store, sat down with my deck, just like this, holding, just shuffling, waiting. Random person. You want to play? Boom. And it just started I'm still friends with that person. I haven't seen him in 15 years. Still friends with him. It just requires a lot of investment. I mean... Time. Yeah, they just... Like, you, you have to look at... the Like, you, you as you're saying, capital. You need a lot to start a store, and you're going to need to sacrifice a lot to get those people to come in. And I feel sometimes maybe the impression you can get is you can go to a store, and it's like they're almost expecting you. Like, well, we're kind of getting screwed over by wizards. Like, sorry, man, like yeah, we're going to have to overcharge for this product. And it's like, you can't go into a store and just be like, well, that's just how it is. Now, if you're going to a store where they have a community and they've kind of worked with you on a few things, you don't feel as bad. You're like, you know what? I will provide, you know, paying in a, a couple extra dollars for this because it's my, you know, it, it's convenient. It's right there. The people here are cool. They've done so much for me. I'm going to like put money back in. And I just feel like, I don't know if it's the thought process of people that open stores or just like, yeah, it's just a store. It's just a business. It's it'll work itself out because if you've never put in the work to begin with that person doesn't want to give back nothing it's not the obligation of the patron to purchase the item Mm -hmm. it might feel like the obligation of the patron if you've taught them the game or taught them a new format or introduce them to some product they've never known before you've put in the work just like a server does at a restaurant to the point where they want to tip you that amount and overpay the $10. I, I wanted to say to your point, Adam, like 
we we went to that the store that uh, the Lotus Petal store mm-hmm. the what we went for the promo. Yeah, they definitely overcharged for some of the products, the, the, the singles that we bought. Absolutely, but I was a hundred percent okay with it. Yeah, because that store has such a good atmosphere. It's packed with people. Everybody eager to play. Like we we got there right before the doors open, and there was a kid waiting outside, and he walks up to us and he goes, "Are you guys here for Commander?" Yeah, we are. And then we sat there and played for five hours or however long with him, just yeah. him. Uh, and yep. it was it was super cool. It, was, it, it reminded me of like the old days. And again, I'm not saying that this doesn't exist in, in other stores. I'm sure that our listeners even have stores that they go to themselves that it still exists. I'm sure that your, your old stores will. It probably still exists yep. back in Florida. How do we get to that point? How do you cultivate a community? How do you get there? And these I think the- you need to have more stores open up because I think a lot probably shut down. And now it's more concentrated into certain areas and maybe you're just not in an area where there's a good local game store so you don't you don't have like that um like morale boost like you don't have that boost you're just like eh, like whatever there's not enough people to go like only five six people are gonna uh. like instead of being like oh this game store has a ton of people i want to go there like if the game if, it, if it's like oh these two people said they're not gonna come you know what i'm not i'm not gonna come this week i just feel like uh if you're a card shop you got to be willing to like sacrifice a little profit to to bring in customers like uh there's this one card shop i used to go to when i was in guam when i was in the military and this guy i remember the first time i came in he's like what games do you play i, I said magic he handed me like three packs and then i brought in my friends because i said he was super cool and i was getting them in the magic he handed them all three packs and i was just we just kept coming back and then we started buying boxes and then yeah he's like dude balls hard yeah (laughs) i was about to say that's extremely generous back then it was a little different with the pricing so uh, you know three packs now is like you know like your paycheck but you know it's (laughs) (laughs) i I, i'm just saying like i I feel like he's a generous guy and i mean we ended up repaying him way overboard with how many boxes we bought but I, I, you're not going to get that with every customer, but I think it is smart to like give some stuff away to get, you know, at least give yourself. Right. Yeah. You don't have to maybe give product. No. Well, but I'm not saying give product, but, uh, but if you can afford it, if you can afford, like maybe you aren't pushing the, whatever these packs or whatever, just, just, you see a new player, you see a kid, give him a pack. Like if that's what he's playing, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I understand Mm -hmm. if you're very business oriented, don't give him a pack. But I just remember being that person, or especially being that kid, I remember when I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh, that card shop over you gave me the Yu-Gi-Oh pack. I never wanted to go different. I never, that, that was the only store I wanted to go to. You're married to it. Yeah, I was like, Literally. he gave me the pack. That, that's all, I just, he gave me a free pack. I, I never want to leave. I never want to go to a different store. That's it. Those little moments definitely mean a lot. It does. I find it very, in, like the more I think about it, I, I find it interesting, maybe one of the other reasons where it's like you have no incentive to go is like, because they have the different types of, boosters you know you have your draft set and collector you go and you're drafting and like keeping the cards are like whatever because they're probably nothing compared to opening like set packs and collector packs and then okay you win your games oh what i get some set packs or not set packs you get draft packs and you're like i don't want draft packs why you give it that's no incentive like okay i'm gonna win draft packs like who cares like i want to like i think it'd be nicer if maybe they gave Couple set packs. Collector boosters. Give one collector booster. You win, you get a collector booster. I'd be like, ooh, okay. Like, that's more interesting because no one cares for winning anything draft related. I now feel we're like. talking about really giving away some product. Well, no, I, well, you know, back in the day, man. Like, yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, it's a pack ahead. Well, right? that's because Wizards of the Coast used to provide 
these packs. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's why when I, when we first started talking, I was like, it's Watsy's responsibility just as much as it is the stores, just as much as it is the consumers. But the store cannot operate if Watsy gives them a turd. To, 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 you know? And then the store has the <laughs> attitude of, like, the customer needs to be like, you, you kind of, it's your responsibility to yeah. pay us. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've ever had the, like, the inclination that stores thought that way. And if they do, then I'm pretty sure they're already down under. I well, feel like stores know that the the problem is Watsy, and I so mean, trying to make up kinda, for it. So yeah, it's, it's also try. the distributor that they're going. That for, is also the thing, location. and I think that's another scapegoat that. And I'm gonna be honest, maybe a little whatever. Uh, I forget the word, conspiracy but theory. yeah, conspiracy theory. I think I think Wizards put that that middleman there. So they can say, "Hey, it's not us." Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, listen, guys, we, we dumped all of our product. Yeah. You guys got to go get it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we sold it at a great price. I don't know what yeah. you're buying it from. Yeah, like well, one of my favorite things in the the last uh, shop that I was at in um, in Florida was when I first joined it. Right, they saw how much I was actually like invested into like recouping my collection that I had lost over the years. That they put me in a side community called MG, MTG High Rollers. So when, <laughs> so whenever they got like a trade in that was on the higher spectrum of a card price, they'll put it on there, and there was only a few of us, maybe like twelve, would be like, yeah. But some of these guys were doctors, so I had to compete with doctors. Be like, yeah, I'll buy it. Like a casino. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But before they put it on. Yeah. online to sell well what right. i mean is like a casino has like a high rollers area right yes. like uh yes, but yes, yeah yes. yeah totally I, I i've only been at one store before and it's actually the lotus petal store that used to do something like that mm-hmm. um but man they were that store was a i mean you guys different, different you, well, you yeah we, we've all been I, th- I don't know if you've been there ethan but that's a store like if, if, if it's like night and day with the with the one that we like that's local to us i want you to take me i don't think you've played there to. but we've been we've been there but i don't think you've played there i've been there yes because they have all the nice tables and they have all the board games too and yeah. i know you really yeah. like that and it's all categorized yeah also you need board games you need fun stuff other than magic people going in there like things other than just cardboard it's the only store the the, the lotus Bowl store it's the only store that made me feel like i was back in at lgs back when i was playing standard it's the it's walls are the right? wall, yeah, the walls are just filled. Like you don't see any empty spaces. Just everything is like from it, from minis yeah. to board games to paints or whatever. It's all there. And then, it's and then they there. have a, a clearance rack, which most LGSs don't have. Right in the middle. Oh yeah. Binders and deck boxes, and which is great for a new player coming in. Is like oh, it's not bad stuff either. It's not bad stuff. Yeah. Back in the day, they had those. Those those yes. were common. Those yes. those were common back in the but day. But they're not common nah, anymore. No, now. not anymore. <laughs> and what's great about that that store? Um, I I don't go often, but when I do, it's like I could message the owner and be like, "Here's a list of cards that I'm looking for." He's like, "Cool. When are you coming?" I'm like, "I'll be there in an hour." Cool. See you then. And he has them for you. Yep. Waiting. Separated. Waiting with this is how much it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Even when we were there, like. Like, cause our our game, our well, last thing. I'm sorry. Uh, me, like me, Adam and Anthony are playing in this pod of Commander, and we're all like, "Oh, we need those. We need this card for this deck. You need this card for this deck." And we all just get up slowly, and like they have sheets of paper and pens there. You can just literally write down everything you need, hand it to him, and as soon as he's done pulling it, he calls your name, and you just go up and get it. And it's like. And he's fast. He did, and for that the, work. I asked for some yeah. some obscure stuff. You know, I'm like, I need this. Was this it the owner or the brother? I don't remember. It who was, was the it was the brother. Day, yeah. It was the brother. But uh, yeah, but, but both the of them are. Oh, yeah. they're they're both they're both stellar. Yeah. 
absolutely for, uh, for stellar. Oh, I just wanted to add, have snacks to yes. purchase. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Not water. just water. Not just snacks. Water. Yeah. Snacks. Have snacks. Maybe some sodas. Game fuel, baby. <laughs> I, I I did not agree with this take because personally, I don't buy snacks for, at a car shop and I just don't like snacks in general. But I when I was at, uh, I don't want to give any names, but we was at the one oh, game yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I... I just saw the snacks fly off the shelf. I'm just seeing people buy it left and right. I'm like, there's no way that they, they and and they charge what like they the two snacks basically pay for the box that they bought to like charge for. And I'm just like, wow, the oh, profit yeah. is dude, insane, dude. They, dude I, and, and, I, I, and they sell pizza there. If you didn't know, I know. Oh, yeah, that, that well, I was talking about. Yeah, I was talking about a different car shop. Different but place, yeah. yeah, I saw that and I was like, dude, that's crazy. Dude, <laughs> The owner, the owner of the one place that uh, we're gonna we're going to be going to uh, for this pre-release, hopefully on Friday. Yes. Uh, he, I literally remember he's like, yeah, I just got back from Costco. Like he just goes to Costco and he's like, <laughs> yeah. he sells like he's like, yep, yeah, I, I buy this like you know eight pack of cola. And he's like, I sell one a piece for like a buck, and I buy the whole thing for like three dollars. Yes. Okay, but hold up though, twelve packs of soda used to be like I remember being like, yeah, I went to go get a twelve pack, it was like three thirty three or something. Twelve packs of soda are like eight bucks now. No, yeah, it's insane. It's, no, it's, it's called it's inflation. Kind of, I know, kind of crazy, and I was yeah. like, what? But this is a different topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, those little cakes, dude? Dude. But, you know, the, my favorite thing about store credit, to your point, Ethan, like, have snacks, is I'll be like, hey, Mike, dude, just, like, take $2 on my store credit. I'm going to grab this, like, Twinkie. Like, you know? Oh, wait, can that's, you do that? that yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, that's exactly. So it's so cool. It's like, oh, I just traded in, like, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of bulk that I had, put it on my store credit. I could eat for free for the next fucking month. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got, I got a drink one time only because it was like, uh, uh, I needed to round up. I just wanted to round it up. He's like, you want, you want a, uh, uh, water for a quarter or whatever? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just right, yeah. yeah. He got, he got me on it. I was like, yeah, I'll take a water. But that's the thing. It's like, you need to have those, th- you need to be like, you need to have those things for your, your the people that come in. It, it, they're not customers, right? They're, they're your community. You need to treat them that way. You can't, you can't treat them like, like, uh, like a retail, like I was saying right earlier, wait, like they're. While you're walking through the perfume area and you're just being sold, you can't treat them that way. Mm. You have to be like, "Hey, man, what's up? Like, what do you play? Oh, you play this? Do you? Oh, you also play 40k? Oh, we do 40k here. And like, talk, like, give him, give him like info. Get like, be, be a friend to him first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then your business is like not the first thing that comes to mind. You don't try to sell to people. They'll you'll run somebody out of that building so quick because you're not sell. You're not like selling them the product. You're selling them like. The, the idea. Yeah. yeah, you're like, you think it's a good idea to buy product, like you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. I mean, like like we were saying earlier, you kind of get married to a store. It's like when, once you been, have been given those packs, like in Anthony's case, you're like, this is just my place now. I'm just going to come here because this guy's cool. Yep. Well, until you're a sweaty tryhard and you get uh, banned because your decks are too strong. That's oh true. my God. That's a, that's a whole other situation, man. Let's not talk about that. So in closing, I think... Put in the effort, put in the care, mm-hmm. know your players' names, yeah. and have some snacks. Yeah. And I think you're going to open a pretty damn good LGS. Pretty simple, man. Pretty oh, simple. and money. Just have money, too. You yeah. Know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just have oh, copious loans amounts. come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, have, well, I think you should know the games. Know, know a lot of the games, too. Like, oh, yeah. You definitely need to have knowledge, for yes. sure. Thank you all very much for listening. Go ahead and tune in to our next episode. Subscribe and like for all of the episodes coming out for the rest of the month. I appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.